Earlier this week, tennis phenom Naomi Osaka easily won her first round at the French Open. But after the match, she was nowhere to be found for tournament-required interviews. Osaka was fined $15,000 and threatened with a future ban. The next day, Osaka announced she was withdrawing from the tournament. She said her struggles with depression made it difficult for her to meet with the media that day. Many have come to her defense, asking how the Grand Slam tournaments can better address mental health. Moses struggled with anxiety. He told God that he was not capable to speak before Pharaoh. But God encouraged him. Who has made man's mouth? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Christians can find comfort knowing that our Lord is with us and even promises to give us words to speak. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series called God's Word in Your Heart. Trust is a word we use a lot, but we don't really know what it means. We trust in the Lord, and typically we mean that we're hoping that things will turn out okay for us. Wishful thinking keeping an optimistic perspective, perhaps. The Bible has a different view, and it's important for us to remember that God and His Word are trustworthy. Today, we're going to think about what it means to trust in the Lord, and we'll do that by looking at a passage that many of us memorized when we were children, Proverbs 3, 3 3-5. But if you don't have it memorized yet, do I have a wonderful way to help you hide God's Word in your heart? Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking with Jay Stalker about the release of his fourth album in the Scripture Lullabies series. It took him nearly eight years to get this album finished. That wasn't his plan, but he now sees how the Lord brought delay so it would be released right now as we face so many anxieties in our world. So when I sat down with him at his home recently in northern Colorado, I asked Jay why he is so passionate about helping both kids and adults to hide God's Word in their hearts. As a kid, when I grew up, my mom, she would give me a nickel for every scripture that I learned. And, and those scriptures have I would stuck have memorized me. a lot more scripture <laughs> had my mother given me a it nickel a good, every time. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great incentive. And, and, but that's, that's how I learned so much scripture. Okay. And so I would say, for me... To be able to pass that on to other kids, that was really sort of obviously, you know, just finding an idea that worked in music was a big was a, a good thing for us. But to to actually have the purpose behind it of of kids learning scripture, not just kids, it's it's become adults now learning scripture and really having that scripture get into their hearts through the music because I think through music it it really gets in there a lot more. It permeates into their soul. Yes a lot more deeply and more memorably than it does just with learning scripture. Why people remember hymns, right? you know, that they sang their yep. whole life growing up or praise songs mm-hmm. of later generations too, yep. I think. So you had this idea in the middle of the mm-hmm. night, you searched online, no one had taken the name scripture lullabies. I'll never forget the first time we interviewed Jay. Mm-hmm. You actually were thinking at the beginning that this would be music for children. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which it is. Right. But it's more. Yeah, and, and the other interesting part to that story is that Scripture Lullabies was supposed to be a seed project for a bigger Christian kids label. That's what we had envisioned. So mm-hmm. a praise music, all sorts of stuff for kids. That was going to be the thing. Well, we did Scripture Lullabies was the initial seed, original project for mm-hmm. that. And it took off right out of the gate, so much so that we just said, this is our thing. This is what we're going to do. And as God says, my ways are not your ways. Yep. You, you, you thought you knew what he was calling mm-hmm. you to do, but he had additional plans sure for did. what you were to do yeah. then. Absolutely. Yeah, and it is interesting how you never know the journey that you're going to go, the road that you're going to go down and how we plan things. And actually, that's one of the songs is, for I know the plans I have for you, says mm-hmm. the Lord. And now mm-hmm. they're his plans and his thoughts and his ways are higher than our our ways and thoughts. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. That was Jay Stalker, the creator of Scripture Lullabies. Isn't his music peaceful and relaxing? We'll hear his entire song that's based on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 later in the program. And then I want you to experience the peace and comfort his music can bring you, and even the loved ones in your life. So, for your minimum gift to Haven today, I'd like to send you all four of the Hidden in My Heart CDs. Or if you just want the new album by itself, we have that for your gift of any amount. Here's the number to call after the program. 800 2836 800-65-HAVEN. Or listen to samples from the CDs and watch or listen to the full-length interview we recorded with Jay at his home. That's on our Great Stories podcast. And our web address is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now let's get started with this program. We open with Sarah Groves. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to
song by Sarah Groves from her Abide With Me album, Tis So Sweet, on A Haven Today, called God's Word in Your Heart. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for being with me today. In the Psalms, we hear about trust 57 times. And almost every single time, it's either about trusting in the Lord or trusting in His Word, His promises. Some trust in horses or chariots. So says Psalm 27, which is just the ancient way of saying some trust in their own might or their own wealth or their own abilities. But we, those who belong to the Lord as his beloved people, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And as Psalm 125 reminds us, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, meaning unmovable, sacred, set apart and especially loved by the Lord. Do not put your trust in princes or wealth, money or power. It's better to trust in the Lord, to seek our refuge in Him, than to trust in the things of this world. The Lord is trustworthy. His promises are sure. So we are called to trust. But once again, the question remains, what really is trust? It would be tempting to think of trust as just another word for believe or belief. I trust the Lord could just as easily mean I believe in the Lord. Many of us think of trust like that. It just has to do with what we think is true or what facts about the world we are willing to give our agreement to. But trust is so much more than that. I believe that Janet is my wife. After all, I remember when we got married. We've been together ever since, going on 40 years. If you asked me, I could tell you, but it's deeper than that. It's more. I trust my wife, Janet. I depend on her. I confide in her. And I know she isn't going to abandon me. Trust goes deeper than belief. And it's trust that the Psalms call us to over and over again. Trust in the Lord. Depend on the Lord. Cast your anxieties on the Lord, as Peter tells us, because he cares for you. The Lord is trustworthy, and his promises are as well. It's not enough simply to believe in the Lord. We must trust in the Lord for our salvation and even for our daily walk with him as we strive to become more and more Christ-like every day. Trust in the Lord. An old catechism puts it this way, faith is receiving and resting upon Christ and his righteousness. We believe Christ was righteous. We believe he died and rose again. But do we receive and rest upon that? Well, we must rest on Christ and not ourselves. We must receive Christ instead of putting forward our own abilities or wealth or power. This isn't just the way of salvation. It's the way of wisdom. And the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. The book of Proverbs begins with a laundry list of reasons that wisdom is valuable. Gaining instruction, understanding words of insight, doing what is right, fair, and just, understanding parables, and the list can go on. Wisdom starts in chapter 1, calling out to the simple, those who need wisdom calling us to seek wisdom at all times, telling us that wisdom will set our feet straight and lead us to life. But underneath all of these reasons, wisdom is important. Proverbs tell us 
where we can begin finding wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the journey of wisdom. Fear doesn't mean being terrified of the Lord. He's no tyrant, and he's not harsh with us. We have no reason to be afraid of him in that sense if we are in Christ, if we belong to him by faith. Fear is not about terror at the end of the day. It's all about trust. If we trust in the Lord, we fear the Lord, and that means we honor him. We live our lives under his care. That's where wisdom comes from. So now, listen to Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, and here's how that passage puts it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Did you catch it? Fear and trust are parallel. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't trust in yourself. Don't lean on your own understanding. But instead, what? Fear the Lord and shun evil. In other words, trust in the Lord with all your heart. If we want to live as wise people in this world, we have to trust in the Lord. And this little passage gives us three practical ways that we can do that. First, lean not on your own understanding. Now, this is hard to do in a world like ours. Google has made almost anything a click or a question away. We think we know almost everything just because we can look it up on the Internet. It's easy to trust in our own understanding when we think this is how the world works. But I have to tell you, being able to search for anything online doesn't help when you lose a family member. It just doesn't. There's no amount of knowledge that makes that any easier. Our understanding cannot protect us from our pain. It can't even stop us from hurting others. What we need is the Lord. His understanding is pure. And when we cast ourselves upon him, when we trust in him, we know he is leading us by the hand. Our understanding fails. The Lord never fails. So we're called not to lean on ourselves, to remember often that we are anything but perfect, that our knowledge is insufficient to save us. And we're called to trust in the Lord, who knows all things, yet can also meet us in our deepest pains. We all need that. But there are two more ways we can strengthen our trust in the Lord. Second, in all your ways, submit to him. Again, in our world of can-do individualism, this is a hard pill to swallow. Pastors and politicians preach day in and day out about the power of your will and your determination. If you do it the right way, there's nothing that can stop you. Remember the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11? They were determined to do things their way, too. And they were really good at it. The only problem was it violated the Lord's purposes. To trust in the Lord means to submit to the Lord, to let him lead us, to follow his word, not our own word. But when we submit to him, he makes our path straight. It doesn't mean the straight path doesn't have steep ups and downs. We all suffer. But when we submit to him, we glorify him, and he leads us away from sin and into life. 
You want to live a life of trust? Submit all your ways to the Lord. And a last, final, third way, which is really two, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Don't think of yourself as all put together and competent. If we're honest with ourselves, I think all of us would say we mess up and we sin and we do it often. We aren't wise enough to know exactly what to do. We can't be wise in our own eyes. And that means we must live our lives under the Lord's care. The old Latin theologians said we are called to live coram Deo before the face of God. Fearing the Lord is living life like that. And when we fear the Lord, we shun evil. We refuse to give in to the temptation to think more highly of ourselves than we ought. We refuse to give in to our pride. That's what it means to trust in the Lord. And His Word helps us all the way through. So turn to Him. Receive Him. Trust in Him. And He will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord With all your heart And lean not on your own Confidence when you give it.
words coming out of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord, from the brand new Hidden in My Heart, Volume 4 album, A Scripture Lullaby. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. The program is called God's Word in Your Heart. Now, earlier we heard from Jay Stalker, who is the creator of Scripture Lullabies. I'm thankful he decided to use his talents to help children and then adults hide God's Word in their hearts. And we've heard from so many people who have told us that the lyrics, along with the comforting music, have helped them sleep better. That includes grown-ups, not just kids. In fact, Scott in Massachusetts made a generous gift to the ministry and asked us to send them to a friend of his for her birthday. Well, thank you, Scott. And I know Barbara is going to be really blessed by the complete set of music. I want to send you the Hidden in My Heart Scripture Lullabies CD collection that contains all four albums. Or send it to somebody you love, like Scott did. The music is like a movie soundtrack with lyrics that come straight from God's Word that'll minister to your soul. Get a set for yourself. Get another one for someone you know who needs peace in their life. Why don't you call us right now? Make your minimum gift to the ministry, but ask for the Hidden in My Heart CD collection. Or if you only want the just-released Hidden in My Heart's Volume 4 CD, we have that for your gift of any amount. Here's the number to call right now. We're answering the phone through the weekend 24-7. That number is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. And if you do want to send the CDs to someone else, please give us their name, address, maybe even a little note. And you can also listen to samples from the Scripture Lullabies and even listen or watch to the full-length podcast that we did with Jay Stalker at his home in northern Colorado. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? And again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There is no other book like the Bible. It's God's revelation of himself to the world, and God uses it in mighty ways. But simply reading the Bible, even deciding that it's true, doesn't save anybody. Jesus said so. He told the Pharisees, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. You see, all the Bible points to Jesus. And it's in Jesus that eternal life is found. 
Salvation doesn't come from following a religion. It comes from Christ. But daily time in God's Word can help you to grow closer to Jesus. An Anchor devotional can help. Visit GetAnchor.com.